0: Word and our sponsors scalar Light is a quantum healing company using scalar energy devices that work remotely giving distant healing anywhere in the world in conjunction with the clockwork junkie podcast you can get a 30-day free trial no credit cards no debit cards it is 100% free to sign up all you have to do is click the link in the description below add your name your email and upload a selfie scalar Light, a new era of quantum healing
1: I'm not into podcasts. Everyone keeps trying to
0: put you've got to listen to podcast. I'm not into podcasts. I
1: like a bit of music.
0: Kat, welcome to the podcast. Hey Mark. How are you? How are you? That's
1: great. <laughs> yes, I'm,
0: I'm Thanks for coming on. I have a
1: bag of nerves. I'm rattling here.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I'll be grand, so just don't mind the nervous laughter for now, you know.
0: Yeah. It's uh you're here to talk about a story. It's uh you've dubbed it, I think, on your socials as the ad- adoption story. Um yeah one of many one of many there's a lot of links that went, or a lot of clips that went up and i had a listen to them and i found it very touching as i know have thousands of others you've already got loads of messages um so i suppose this is a place to put it all into a into one, one sentence what
1: yeah
0: yeah so uh, look thanks for coming on and i think this might help an awful lot of people exactly. as well and the tagline of this podcast is uh, real people sharing real stories of people that know I've had people on talking about everything. So, um, again, thanks for coming on. Um, thanks for me.
1: I'm delighted. So something out the bucket list, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: It's on the bucket list, is it? <laughs> Jesus, you probably should have picked a better podcast than this if it's on the bucket list. Uh,
1: I, think, I think this is right up my street. Uh, okay. I definitely think it's right
0: up well, my street. Hopefully, you think the same when it's finished.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. now, yeah, fuck him
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the time is finished, um look adoption, story so yeah, you were born in nineteen eighty nineteen eighty to your birth mother, who was sixteen at the time. Yeah. now, there's loads more to this story, but I suppose just what happened from from that point on when you were born
1: so I was born she actually I was talking to her during the week, and she corrected me on a few details. She didn't go back to the mother and baby home with me. She stayed in Hollis Street with me for a week. Um, the mother and baby home was in Dunboyne. you know, Dunboyne Castle. It's a hotel now. Mm-hmm. So they still have some of the old parts there of the convent. And that was a mother and baby home. But it wasn't like they had the laundries and stuff, but there wasn't. She didn't suffer any abuse there. She actually befriended um, got very friendly with one of the nuns. And that nun came into play in the story with okay what comes yeah, yeah so after that, then she went home. my grandfather, her father, came to collect her, and she went home um After that, then I went into foster care for six weeks uh until they found you know people to adopt me, so um my mom and dad were chosen. they had been looking for a child for a long time. And they went to view me. There was other babies there as well. And my mother, my mom that raised me, um, always told me that I was chosen because I was the one that was wriggling in the cough giving it socks, you know. So <laughs> still am. Uh, so that was that. And um, they brought me home and discovered I was extremely malnourished. I was after being neglected in the foster care. And um, they just left me sleep. I slept a lot maybe I had jaundice, I don't know, I'm still sleeping out today, so who knows um, and my mum reported them social services and they never fostered again, so there was uproar over that so then I just kind of went along with my childhood and then at about three years of age it's the rule by the Catholic Church and the nuns that you have to grow up knowing you're adopted so you get told at about three years of age
0: I didn't know that so-
1: yeah, it's and, and like anyone you're talking to kind of I don't know about the 60s or anything, but like 70s, late 70s, 80s, 90s. You have to be told this wasn't a thing that you got told at 18 years of age and it's a big shock like in American movies. Do You know what I mean? It's you, you know, it's it's not the same. So you grow up knowing and when you grow up knowing you're adopted, you question everything because you wonder why did my mom gave me up like so everything comes into a question so i suppose you could say i was quite a needy child which is where my urge to find my mother came from
0: so yeah jesus like when i hear um three things on that i suppose when i hear mothers and babies homes uh i always cringe you know um mm. with all the bad news so it's great that uh your birth mother befriended someone there and you're going to mention that in a minute. Yeah. But secondly, um, when you say malnourished, well, what was that all about?
1: So I was just left sleep. Apparently yeah. I slept all the time. Like I say, I'm, I'm a very sleepy person. I still am the same. Like, so they just, I was no hassle to just leave in the cot and sleep. So like I was the weight. I was six weeks old and I was the weight of a newborn baby. You know, I should have mm. been. At this, there was no skin on me bum. Like they were afraid like my auntie confirmed it for me there. Um, a couple of weeks ago, just before Christmas, we were talking about why when, when they, I came into the family, you know, and they were all afraid to hold me because I was so tiny because I was only six pound nine when I was born. So like, I don't think I put on much weight. Wait, so I just, I you
0: were malnourished from being in the, in the, in the, the mother's foster and baby's hair. home.
1: No, foster foster hair. Hair. yeah. Okay. Foster.
0: She is. No. That's not good enough, is it? To start off with, and you know,
1: like, look, my parent, my mom, like, my mom is. I think it's where I get my um. Like, my mom was a bit of a weapon, you know. You wouldn't mess with her. Like, I still wouldn't mess with my mom. <laughs> like, I don't even curse in front of my mother, and I swear, like, up her, like, I have to hold it all in and be like, yes, no. Do you know what I mean? So she reported them straight away, and they never fostered again. So,
0: yeah, you know. Wait, you were saying that um that uh, you were kind of left wondering growing up as to why your mom, your birth mother didn't want you. Like, obviously you've talked to her since and you have a relationship now and we get to that. But like, what do you know of the pressures that was under a 16 year old back in the 80s? Like from from what she's told you?
1: So like, she would have been 1979. Like, it wasn't so much a case of, like she wasn't in a good relationship. She was on her own. She just she didn't want she knew she was couldn't give me what I needed. She knew it 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 was kind of sold to them back then that your baby's gonna go to this rich family that's gonna have this great life. And she you know, I was gone an hour up the fucking road. Or down the road. You know what I mean? She's up yeah. up north like you know, they they get told and she's told me this, like they get told all these magical fucking things. And it's it's not. What is happening is we know some babies were sold to America. Obviously that's all about all the stuff that's come out, the abuse in the mother and baby homes. But um, like they mostly went to religious family. It wasn't how much money it was you had, it was how many times you went to fucking mass a week. Mm. And that's the way it was. And when I was growing up adopted, it was a big, shh. don't tell anyone the family secret. Nobody's to know you're adopted because they used to match up the babies with similar looks to the adopted children. And my my mom told me that, that my, my adopted mom who sweared me, she's always told me that, like, so. That's kind of how it was. It was such a, you know, not only shaming the mothers, but shaming the fucking babies who didn't ask to be brought here. Do you know what I mean? So, a lot to answer for, but you know, and
0: shaming the foster parents who turned out to be like your mom and dad who raised you, as in, yeah, this don't is kind tell of like a,
1: yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. a
0: dirty little secret, like, like no, it's not I'm a dirty little, little secret. Jesus little Christ, secret. <laughs> fucking religion in this country.
1: Oh, I mean, now my parents are still extremely religious. Like I grew up in like an extremely religious household and they're still the same. I care for them both now. Um, and they're elderly. Like my dad was 45 when he got me. He's nine years old and my mom, she was 36. You know, so there's you, the age gap and the generation gap. Like they were, I suppose they'd be considered older yeah. parents. Do you know what I mean?
0: Are you religious now?
1: I am in my fuck. I am not... Yeah,
0: You could have answered that a little less subtle there, you know. I might have to cut that out.
1: Come here. i burst into flames if I walked into church now. No. Yeah, same. I'm not going to say, like, not at all. Same. I like I... funerals and stuff. And when I put my finger in the holy water, it goes, you know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Same. Look, I do know there is good priests and nuns out there and all that, but it's just the whole.
1: Oh, I would part of the altar girl service. I could go into that too. Oh, yeah. don't
0: even. Yeah. Another story for another day.
1: Another story for another day,
0: definitely. So yeah. I suppose to move this story along, so you, you know, as we kind of talked for a second before I pressed record, and it was the whole thing of like, who do you look like? Who's, you know, yeah. like it's that's
1: huge for adopted people
0: it's such a hard thing like i mean i'm not adopted but i know people who are and it's such a hard thing to say for example i want to go looking for my birth mother because now your parents who raised you will say well do you not love me are we not good enough yes you are good enough but i just need to find i'm not going to leave you it must have been a nightmare i have to kind of tackle that situation
1: i I hurt my mom so badly, my mom that raised me when I contacted my birth mother. know I wasn't getting on with my mom at the time, but it was never it was teenage normal teenage issues, but it was never about that it i didn't I wasn't looking for another mother. I just always felt out of place anywhere I was. I never felt like I belonged anywhere, and I knew I didn't fit in to this. Religious family, because even from a young child, I'd be kind of gone, really? Like, do you know what I mean? We just kneel around the bed and say the rosary again. Well, I can
0: see how that could hurt your mom because she'd be thinking, You do belong somewhere, you belong here with us.
1: Yeah. You yeah. Know? I so, actually get
0: it as well. Like, you yeah. know,
1: yeah. Like, imagine how. And I remember hearing a phone call after, I, after the, the shit show that I did. I'll tell you about that now. Like, I remember hearing my mom on the phone upset to one of the nuns saying, I'm afraid that she's going to want to go and live with her birth mother. You know, gotcha. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, you know, I didn't yeah. want to hurt her that way. Like, I. That
0: I, I don't it. know if there's an easy way to negotiate that situation. To be honest, I think you're no, going to hurt like, people no matter what. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Not trying I had to. to. do What I had to do, you know
1: what I mean? For yeah.
0: me. So when when you were 15 years of age, you went and I use the word investigating. Um, you can tell us a story. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to be politically correct here. You went investigating, but you found a letter that was from your birth mother. Dated nineteen eighty one, I believe.
1: Yes. So the I, to... I I'd gone. I had asked my mom, my, my adopted mom, about like, you know, I I need some more information. She, no, no, no. So and I I knew I came that they adopted me from the nuns, and I on the road, eh, uh, in town, and I got the bus out there. I don't even know how I did it. Like we didn't have Google or anything. Do you know what I mean? I don't even know how I got myself there. But there was a big red door, and I was knocking on it. Standing there saying, "I'd like some information about my birth mother, please." And they brought you on me on. Uh, yeah, I was on my own, Yeah, I. Um,
0: I take some right balls, Kat.
1: I, I just, I'm like a dog with a bone. With something okay. gets in my head, I can't let it go. I have to find it out for myself so I can make peace with it in my head. Do you know what I mean? It's. Yeah. That's just the way I am.
0: I, I'm uh, like that now, but when I was 16, I I, I wasn't. Or was 15, yeah. I wasn't like that.
1: I was worse when I was younger. Calm
0: down and age. Jesus. So this is you, calm down.
1: This is me. This is calm down. (laughs) Shit. Fuck off.
0: And thank you for coming on. That's the podcast over. (laughs) Oh, go on. So you, you, you went up to the red door, you knocked on the door, you asked for information. i assume you were ran, were you?
1: No, they brought me in. Oh, okay. And I
0: told her who I was and she
1: went off and said, wait here a few minutes and I was left in this room in the convent she came back with this piece of paper and she said there you go she said that's all you can have till you're 18 so it was just my mother's eye color hair color I think it might have had her height in it as well because I was so small so I wondered right you know where's my height come from where's my everything come from you okay. know what I mean yeah, yeah. so um that was grand I went off but that month, the fuck
0: is she to tell you that's all you can get until you're 18 that's very that's annoying to her
1: know before it's illegal it's illegal to look for your birth mother before 18 even now oh yeah yeah you can't like they i I think they have they have a right to privacy and like they do have a right to privacy at the same time as well because you know some women some babies are results of rape some babies you know you you don't know the the woman behind the situation and like that's they're so important as well and a lot of these women were forced to give up their babies and shame so much and there's just so much sig- stigma attached to them, like, and they shouldn't feel that way. They did what was best. i that's completely losing track of the question you asked me. Now, so so yeah. you
0: you, <laughs> you were in the nuns' home, and they ha- oh, you were yeah. 15, and, and they handed you a sheet saying this is the eye color, hair color, such, yeah. but yeah. you not yeah. yeah. 18 years of age.
1: Yeah. So um, that nun then rang my mum at home and ratted me out and said, oh, "Of course she did. They, yeah. <laughs> they would have had my parents' information on private. She ratted me out and said um, she's also been in here looking for information. So when I got back, um, my mom wasn't in good form, obviously, and she told me that there was this letter that uh, she had for me, and she was going to decide whether to give it to me at sixteen or eighteen, depending on how mature I was. I'm not even mature now, so. <laughs> it you me eh <laughs> uh, So I. As soon as I had that info in my head, I was going to tear that house apart to find that letter. There was nothing going to stop me. So, my mom was out that night. I knew where all my adoption papers now were anyway, because I was that kid that rooted in everything and found all the anti Presents and where this week were, you know. So, I knew where everything was. You were like the uh,
0: Tasmanian then... devil when you were younger, were you? What? You were like the uh, Tasmanian devil when you were younger.
1: Hurricane Katrina.
0: Hurricane <laughs> Katrina. <laughs>
1: i that's what I'm known as, you know. But um yeah, I went rooting and there was like this blue paper, you know, like ha- like you- like an old style writing letter, you know okay. what I mean? And I knew straight away, I took it out and I started reading I could see by the handwriting that this was written by a seventeen or eighteen year old you know, like and I just started reading and I could see the date was nineteen eighty one and her address was in the top corner but it was all blacked out. So you couldn't there was no address. So my dad um like had this man set of magnifying glasses. He used to magnifying glasses. So I went and rooted in his room, got the magnifying glasses, and just held it up to the light. And I was able to make out the name and the, the first name and address. But I couldn't make out the surname. So I went back into the papers and uh, rooted out more. And I came across this other piece of paper where apparently my birth mother had requested a photograph of me from this nun. So, um, that she befriended—that's the nun that she befriended in the mother and baby home. She's the one that got the letter to the nuns and I wrote. the road. That was her role. So, um, this letter obviously was had been there for 16 years or whatever, 15 years, and I didn't know about it. But I got my hands on it. I got the sheet of paper with her surname. Did the same thing: magnifying glass, to the light, got the surname. Uh, wrote it down down on a piece of paper. Put everything back. Went to bed. Next day, I had a mission in school, and on the first break at quarter past 10, I think it was, I was down the phone box beside school, ringing, what was it, directory inquiries in 95? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was the number? <laughs> I <can't remember. laughs> and uh, I rang and said, look, I've got a, a surname and address from 1981. Can you give me a phone number? And they said, well, like, it might not be the same people. And I just said, it doesn't matter, it just a phone number. So they gave me the phone number, and... Uh, I knew it was like Ever Dublin, so I didn't know where it was. And I just rang this phone number and uh, my auntie answered. Wow. Um, yeah, it was my granny's house.
0: Wow. So,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: So there was still
1: family on your other side there. The yeah, my granny was there. That yeah.
0: was I didn't weird. expect you to say that, though. No. Um, what was the response? Well, they wouldn't
1: response- know who you are, would they? Yeah, you, of course. Yeah, it would have been known, like, that I was giving up. You know, it was, it, I come from a very large family, like, my mother is one of nine. So, um, she, I kind of rang and pretended to be, um, my mother told me this story again. She refreshed my memory on it the other night when we were talking. And she said, uh, they came, my grandmother rang her and said, there's a girl on the phone and she says she's an old friend of yours from, uh, school but well, she only sounds about 12. She said, I think it's Joanna. That's what my mother named me. Didn't know my name had changed. They had no idea my name changed. And, um, my auntie said, my mother's not there. Could I ring back in a half an hour? They didn't want to scare me off. So I said, okay, I'm so excited that I'd found the house. You can imagine I was bursting. and I just wanted the, ha- the half an hour felt like 10 years. Do You know what I mean? So, I went on the hop from school, back down to the phone box after half an hour. And I rang the number back and my birth mother answered. And we were about to fall a crime. And I said, it's Joanna. And she's just like, how did you find me? And I said, I found your letter that you wrote in 1981. I said, I've got your phone number and I'm after ringing you. Here I am. Hey, tumbling into, <laughs> snowballing into your life. Like, that." Bro- she had a family that may not have known about me yet. That's why they say wait to 18. That's yeah. why I, I sometimes feel bad. I know people say, oh, you shouldn't feel bad. But she wasn't expecting me for another three years. She thought she still had three years. You know? So she wasn't ready for me. Nobody's ready for me.
0: <laughs> Did she... Can I ask you a question? That might be stupid. Yeah. Um,
1: no, no, no stupid
0: questions. Is, um well, wait here first. But... <laughs> Would she have seen you? Like you were saying earlier, that they're always told that you're going to be moving to this big rich family, but you only literally moved down the road. Would she have seen you and known it was you when you were twelve, thirteen, but not said that to anyone? Is that possible? No. Okay. No, I don't
1: think so. No. I so don't this think
0: was the first, the first contact in all of those years.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. She weren't like. You weren't allowed to have any contact. Like, even my parents didn't know who she was. They had the same amount of information that I had. They were just talking to a young girl, and that was it. And she couldn't be a mom, and that was it, like. So, there was no... It was all hush-hush. Stay quiet. Keep it all quiet, you know? So, nobody even in her town knew, because she left... Obviously, a few people knew that you know, the walls talk and stuff. But, I mean, it wasn't common knowledge. She left uh, when she was only three months pregnant with me. So, she spent six months in the home. So, like, she just could not said that when she was gone off to, like, school somewhere or something. Do you know what I mean? That so wasn't, wasn't... She left when off. she was
0: three months pregnant with you to stay in the mother and baby's home, was it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, by choice, yeah.
0: Can I? that must have been a terrible like,
1: Uh But for... think how strong-minded she was. She knew. She went, no, I'm pregnant. I, I'm not ready to be a mom. Um I'm going to give this child up for adoption. Imagine how many unfucked up kids we'd have in the world if, like, more people chose to do that that weren't ready to be parents. You I feel so I mean?
0: sorry for them young girls that were put in that situation, but I also think yeah. that it's not spoken about enough um, how brave and how strong they are. You know?
1: Yeah, that like that's kind of like what I wanted to express better as well. She's a powerhouse of a woman, like she's she's lived and she's okay it took us a long time to get like as we you know when when i found her all oh, fucking hell broke loose she, like bernardo's the nuns there was falcos because i don't think anyone had ever done it that way before you know what i mean um because like like I said, there was no Google or anything like so we're expecting you to be eighteen years
0: of age, request to see her, they yeah, would contact her yeah, and say she, she wants to see you
1: and she would have said, yeah, she was going to say yeah. yes to meeting me at eighteen, but she wasn't ready, you
0: know yeah, you were fifteen years of age, like Jessica Fletcher going around kind of finding things, holding she stuff up to a at magnifying glasses and lights and everything.
1: I like I quest I decided to be laughing at the boys like when, when my kids be doing nothing wrong, like I'd question them like fucking Judge Judy, you know? I'd be like, well, Why were you there? And and yeah. what led to that? <laughs> you know? <Yeah>. know.
0: <laughs> but if if your birth mother is uh, kind of a powerhouse and I don't know you, I've only talked to you on the phone yesterday and I'm talking to you now, and I already know you're a powerhouse, You must have <laughs> killed each other when you met first. Is is that oh wrong? Oh my
1: god, you couldn't be more accurate okay. we <laughs> had because uh, it went through a process of like once once I'd made contact I didn't the choice was taken away from me I had to go down proper channels just okay. they had to speed the process up for me because I was still impatient like she told me that one of the social workers that was involved told her you're you're better off meeting this girl because she will be on the first post down to you if you say no
0: she'll turn up at your then. front door
1: Picture your brother so like you no, know, she wasn't threatened with that she was just kind of saying it, like this one's she wants to meet you like you know what I mean I yeah. to be honest at that point I probably would have been happy with just meeting her once and seeing what I look like who I look like yeah bring a few photographs to some relatives do you know what I mean like it was yeah. it's all about with knowing where I came from for me that's I was never looking for a mother and I think both mothers were afraid that that's what I was looking for in their own ways. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. One mother was afraid of losing me, and one mother was afraid that I was going to fucking end up wanting to go and live with her.
0: <laughs> yeah. You
1: know what I mean? yeah. Yeah. So there was a clash of the fucking titans going on because my adopted mom, she's a powerhouse as well. They're quite similar by the religious aspect. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: So, you know, I'm um, so the first physical meeting with your birth mother i'd assume your parents were there maybe some social workers is 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 that right
1: it was in bernardo's so how did that go um no it's okay we 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 happily talk about now because you know what i mean so there's no there's no shame in our game whatsoever like we've been on one hell of a journey together me and my birth mother and I absolutely adore her. the uh, have... first
0: meeting didn't go so well? When, when you all no, met
1: it, it's the first meeting uh, so it was arranged first we had to write letters and send photographs and phone calls for about three months. So I found her in the April and it wasn't July till I met her. Okay. I had turned 16. So um, yeah, my parents had to be there. She came with her husband and she brought a few photos and stuff and But like, then there was, she had a social worker. I had a social worker. It was in the grounds of Bernardo's. It was supervised. It. I felt a lot of hostility because I felt like I'd caused all of this trouble. So like, it wasn't a very, I was nervous meeting her because I knew I'd just, tumbled into her life, so I thought, oh, God, is she going to like me or whatever, and...
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, it, it was just a lot of nerves between the two of us, and she was kind of standoffish, and then I was kind of standoffish back, you know, so it just kind of went a bit back and forth, like, it didn't warm up with us for, for a good while, but we still sat in contact, we still kept trying, we kept working on it, she stayed patient with me, I lost my patience, don't know how many times, because I was just a child going through this process, you know, so... She had a lot to deal with. she wasn't expecting to have to go through my teenage years with me. you know what I mean so, said, by like, the
0: time you had met your birth mother that first time did at that time like did did she have kids herself?
1: yeah, so two brothers and I have a little sister, but my little sister like is only she's the same age as my eldest son, so she's younger than my eldest son and she's his auntie, you know, so yeah. I've known her all her life her whole life. She's known me as her sister, so yeah.
0: But that must have been like like for, the, you know, when people talk to me and they're telling me stuff, like I always put myself in the position that they're in. I'm very good at empathizing. Sometimes I do agree. Sometimes I don't agree, but I'm good at empathizing. Mm-hmm. But like, I felt tense when you were telling me that like, like uh, your parents were there, your birth mother was there. There was one uh, social worker. It, it's, it's like someone Two being fucking sued. Workers.
1: One each, yeah.
0: But it's like someone being sued, you know, where we'd have yeah. my team and your team. and
1: It was so unnatural. Yeah, it was 100%. unnatural and i don't like things that aren't just that just don't flow i it's i find that difficult to be anything but who i am i know i'm a lot you know what i mean but like it's just who i am take me or leave me like that's that's just how it is and thank god she struck out there the hurricane you know and we're where mm-hmm. we are now and, I have a great relationship with my siblings as well. Like they're re, I'm really, really close with them too. Like they've kind of grown up knowing me. My, uh, youngest elder, eldest brother, like the first child that she had after me, he's five years younger than me. And then, uh, the other one then I think is like 10 years younger. And then my little sister is 22. So sorry, 23. Yeah. And yeah. It's not very often
0: like that. I've heard that it's worked out well. This has worked out well.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like I'm very, very lucky. Like my story is, and I do. it's, It's one of the good ones, and I do attribute it to us growing up together. Like her getting to see a bit of my childhood, and you know me getting to see her as a young woman, still and. Just navigating all that is, and just the stuff we've been through together, the ups, the downs, the rows, the falling outs, the, you know, but we yeah. always came back together. We yeah. always came back to each other. Like, and,
0: Can I ask you a question? Does your mother and your birth mother get on, like down through the years, after that initial first meeting? Is that a...
1: My, my mom, I think with the hurt that my mom felt, my mom that raised me felt... I don't think she's ever been able to let the barrier down. She's nice and pleasant and all the rest. She'd never be rude and, you know, like nothing like that. But I don't ever put her in the position to have to get along because she didn't ask mm. for that, you know, so. That's very I, clever.
0: It's very mature as well, by the way.
1: Well, yeah, I, I would. And I, I never did force her like into that position because i was so aware of the hurt I caused her by doing that and like it didn't help her already like decline in relationship but you know that we work fine now but you know over the years so i kind of had battles with two all the time because i was always fucking pissing one of them off Yeah, of, you know? course.
0: of course yeah but you know like look for what it's worth and i think a lot of people listening to this will probably think the same thing like i completely understand where you're coming from a 15 not known Mm. <laughs> who you are who you look like not taking away anything from your parents who raised you you just wanted to know I completely understand that you probably did yeah. technically go about it the wrong way but I don't know if I had the courage you had or the the headstrongness. I would have went about it any other way having said that I understand your birth mother at being 16 having to do that as well because that was yeah. all the rage back then that everyone was at it it was a dirty thing you shouldn't be you should be married in your 20s I completely exactly. understand
1: Exactly, exactly. And like, don't forget, like, I was only a year younger at the age that she was like, she was 16 when she yeah. gave me up. I was 15 when I found her. Like, you know, it's it's a lot like, so she 100%. would identify have identified with me and I suppose kind of, maybe, I'm sure she was a bit angry that I just tumbled in, but she, she handled it quite delicately, but she kind of put me in my place straight away, you know? Yeah. Of course, then I would meet that with kind of,
0: yeah, be, it's kind you know, of strong head people, I would, but it says, like, I understand your the side, the I understand your partner's side, walls, you know. What's that?
1: Yeah, it, it took us a while to break down the walls, but they did get broken down, you yeah. know, from both ends. Because, like, I was a weapon as well, so like, I was like, Why'd you give me a <laughs> big <beat> you? <laughs> like, yeah. for, for many years, because I couldn't grasp the concept. It's only as I've matured and all the rest that I go, you know what? she did the right thing she was trying to do better by me she was promised this was happening to me that was happening for me this is the best thing you can do for this baby because it was a fucking factory pump out babies you know what I mean so whether she suffered abuse or not all of them homes were that provide the babies to the the people that can't have any more or rich some of them were selling them we know like I said so you know as much as they
0: gave no folks about the release, you know what I mean? It was yeah. just all about what was coming in, getting the babies in. No, that's 100%. It, like, it's like, um, it's just a, it's a dirty, seedy part of Irish history. But I think as many lights as possible need to be shone on it, you know? Yeah. Like I, when, when I hear about those stories, I always think of the young women that had to go to them. That, that's the, because yes. I have three sisters. That's the first yeah. thing I think of. I'm I'm the, the oldest kind of sibling in my family. I have three younger sisters.
1: But so you're like, extra protective.
0: Well, the first thing I thought of was, you know, if if this was 30 years ago, that could have been one of my sisters. And 100%. everyone 20 years older than me would have been telling them, you go in there. This is fantastic. You're going to go somewhere rich. You'll be able to get your life on again. Yada yaddy. I completely understand it. But I do just want to say, I completely understand also, where your mother who raised you is coming from as well. Because if that was me, if I had a child, I want to go and see my real dad. I'd be thinking, I am your real dad.
1: I never used those words real. I've, yeah. I've never used them. And sure. I've always I've always reassured, I always, I was reassuring my mom at the time as well, but of course she was still de- doubting. But like, I completely understand from her perspective how difficult that must have been. I, I broke her heart. Mm-hmm. I broke her heart into a million pieces. I know I did. And especially with how religious they are as well, they're stickers for going by rules and I should have waited and done it this way and that way, you know what I mean? So it it wasn't just hurt, there was, you know, oh god, shame attached to it as well. Now everyone has to know, you know what I mean? And Yeah. That's sad. It's sad that anyone had to feel that way, that anyone involved had to feel any sort of shame in yeah. in the life of a child, in the life of a baby, you know, like not
0: Should fair. we celebrate? You know, really like
1: exactly like I have two. Yeah. I'm 42 and I have two grandchildren. My son has had two children very young. I adore my grandchildren. They are gifts. Like their babies are gifts. It's it's just so wrong, you know. Yeah, I agree.
0: I agree a hundred percent. And as 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 I said, and I won't keep you too much longer. But as I said, it's um it's very <laughs> heartwarming to hear that this one worked out okay. So just. On your birth mother, a couple of times you mentioned there, I was only talking to her the other day, and she was telling me this and she was telling me that. So yeah. you must have like a, a really good relationship now. Like I know you said that it was kind of turmoil We're at like the start. This. We're oh
1: like yeah. this. Wow. We're like this. Yeah. I have not one bad word to say or complaint. She was a huge support to me over the years. Um even when we weren't getting on. I knew she was at the end of the phone if I needed her for anything. Do you know what I mean? And with my going through, like, I was a young mother myself. I was 17 when I got pregnant and 18 when I had my, my eldest son. And so I, like, I made her a granny at 36. You know, I think I bought my granny at 42. Like, but she, you know, was always just at the end of the phone and there was times where she would have taken my children for me for the weekend so I would have had break and She's godmother to my second son. You know, so she's just been a part of my whole story. She's only not a part of the first 15 years. I know her longer than I don't know her. We're 26 years we were talking about that. We'd we'd sit on the phone for two hours, like in two hours will pass and we'd be just talking like best friends. I could talk to her all day. Like, yeah, she's great. She's an artist as well.
0: Oh yeah? What's
1: she? Um, She does like like oil paintings, but um, she's done like galleries and stuff, um, and all that. I can I can send you the link to her art her, her page, um, but she's extremely talented like, extremely talented. She's send me the link
0: her. to her art page, and I'll leave it in the description down below. On this, anyone yep. wants to go and check it out yep. and give definitely her another follow did. and all that, jazz. but yeah, the, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: the artistry didn't fall down to you, no,
1: it did, but it did? I, um, it was suppressed uh while I was growing up um because it wasn't um as I said to you I got diagnosed with ADHD there just this week and I I struggled a lot in school and um I hated maths. I can't do maths at all. I like maths and me just are not friends. I did foundation maths and me junior maybe certain failed. It. So like <laughs> I'm just not gonna and they wanted me to do business studies instead of art. I wanted to do art because I was already drawing. I always loved dancing. I loved talking, clearly. And, you know, a creative mind, like, but just always kind of pushed down. It was more important to be religious. But I, that's not other my parents. That's their generation that they grew yeah. up in. That, well, I that can was completely
0: their understand way. that. It's a different time, yeah. a different way. They were really
1: they time, were
0: old. Yeah. Not old, but like yeah. middle age when you came in as, as a child. Sure, Look, I, I, I understand 100%. 16,
1: you know? Mm. That's like...
0: I was just about to let you go, but I'm going to keep you for a minute more. If you don't mind. Yeah. How, in the twenty first century, does someone get diagnosed with ADHD in their forties? So what the fuck is going on?
1: Um. Well, so I've always had, you know, I can't sit still. Yes, you've seen me squirming here, and I'm, you know, vaping is a thing. Like I, I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. Um. And I'd be fidgeting and I'd be reaching, and I could—I was always like that. I'm My mom would always tell me I, since I was talking, I never shut up. And I used to always get asked, Do "You have worms, or you know, why can't you sit still?" You know, I was asked that day, every and day, and when I
0: was younger, myself.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, distracted, looking out the windows, couldn't grasp. Like if if I found a subject boring, I just my brain wouldn't pay attention to it. Like so, for years, I just thought I was a bit tick be honest and just thought I was a bit loud and just thought I was a bit mental and then kind of I had my second son and I started to know with similar traits that I had and I went oh hang on and ADHD had like started to come out and I kind of went could this be a thing could could I have it no they didn't start looking at ADHD in girls until 2002 it's been a boy's disorder the whole time, until two thousand and two. That's only 21 years ago. And they didn't start looking at in adult women until I think, I'm, I'm not sure how long, but like, I think it was a bit after that. So I don't want to give out wrong facts. So I'm not going to guess anything. So uh, the last few years, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, I asked my doctor, um, I said, because I've been diagnosed with depression loads of times, and I'd never felt depressed. I just felt chronically overwhelmed, you know? So uh, are you there? You're frozen for a sec.
0: Yeah, I can hear you. frozen. Happy, yeah? <laughs> Can you hear me? Uh,
1: She brushed me off. So a few years passed and I just went, I saw some stuff online about a private clinic and I just went and asked for an assessment, went for the assessment. And she said, I have combined ADHD. I have the inattentive type and the hyperactivity type, clearly. I also have, Um, it's, so it's not dyslexia in English. I'm good at English, but I have like, Uh, it's called dyscalculia. It's It's dyslexia with maths. I failed foundation maths in the junior cert and leaving cert. I could not comprehend. Like I was struggling. I got up and walked out a half an hour after every exam, the junior leaving cert. I didn't give a fuck. It did not interest me one bit whatsoever. I'm just telling her the history and I got my diagnosis. So it's great to get some answers as to, you know, being chronically overwhelmed, being put on SSRIs and anti-anxiety meds all your life and like I said, I never felt depressed. I'm not a depressive person. I was just chronically overwhelmed. And my brain needed a break. It doesn't think like everyone else's. It's going all the time. Like there's a fucking like circus going on in my head. Even when I'm talking to you, the songs going on in the background and, you know, an internal dialogue going on. I, don't say back to training I, I told you on shit. the phone like, when
0: we spoke yesterday that I think I'm undiagnosed ADHD because I was like a, yeah. I was like the Tasmanian devil all of my yeah, life.
1: And I think Mac is as well. Yeah.
0: It's a everyone anyone that I meet who is ADHD we're so calm around each other. Because we yeah. like my yeah. mind works it's at a thousand hours. miles an hour. All the time. I can't yeah. and there is no turn off. Sit down and relax. Yeah. I am relaxed, but my mind is still going through thousands yeah. of thoughts every second and picking yeah. one and picking this and the this whole time. there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. That's not like, oh well, we're dumb or we're not clever. Or we need this or we need that it's just part of a personality trait i'm shit at maths as well and it's irrelevant i i don't want to be a mathematician i'm not going to be a scientist who gives yeah. a shit there, there's loads of yeah. different types of intelligence there's a, a athlete intelligence emotional intelligence there's visual that's intelligence there's
1: stuff like that you know but well, clearly i had like streetwise detective intelligence to 100%. do what I, did, I did, <laughs> you know what I mean so i know yeah. i know now i'm definitely not stupid but for me, it's not even like it. The, these are the quirky things, and they're everybody has a little bit of of that like madness. But with ADHD, is that we have it all day, every day, and yeah. it's exhausting. Like if I'm talking to someone who I think is a normal person who's not ADHD, I can't. I find it so boring. You know, I <laughs> I, I, I like resonate with the crazy people. Do you know what I mean? They're yeah. my they're my crew. You know, so. Like my i think two normal I, friends, i'm
0: not sure there is anyone normal you know i think other people are just better at hiding the crazy than
1: others yeah you know? yeah But like my two close friends are i know i do be saying to my my best friend i think she's on the spectrum like you know i definitely <laughs> but she's so blunt like she's just so blunt and my other friend i think is the same as me she's one time i'll say
0: i, was I, so I, I absolutely just a, i love people who are blunt yeah I absolutely love it I I can't yeah. do small talk again I listen I have a cheek saying that and I'm doing a podcast I'm not actually very <laughs> social would you believe I'm or not a ne- very social person I've I
1: haven't friends. got loads
0: of friends I haven't yeah. got loads of people that text me and if they do I turn my phone off Jesus go yeah. away for five minutes fucking hell look <laughs> we'll leave it on that um oh. because we're going to go down a completely different conversation a now, look- with a
1: rabbit hole rabbit <laughs> hole
0: <laughs> Thank you for coming on. Thank you for telling your story on here. Thank you for making me feel
1: so comfortable
0: as well. You've been brilliant. Thank you. I'm sure there'll be there'll be loads of radio stations looking to get you on to talk about it. Um, I doubt it. (laughs) I wouldn't be a bit surprised. Um, And it's like it was kind of nice to sit down and not really have any questions for you and let you say your story and what it is. And um,
1: I hope I didn't ramble. I can't remember too much.
0: yeah I <laughs> you're rambling now all right <laughs> no no I didn't ramble and if did who gives a shit anyways you know, I know, I know. who cares this podcast is I not going to be perfect ramble. none of them have been perfect so we will just do it is what it is you know
1: but i don't know nobody likes perfect what why like we're all flawed own it like do you know Speak what i mean yourself
0: get a look at this <laughs> all right go, go on good luck thank you all
1: the
0: best bye bye